Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Well, good day to you again, and uh, how wonderful to be able to just share with you the word that the Lord laid on my heart. The, the message and the title of it is Try Thanksgiving. You know, when you've tried everything and it seems as if everything failed, then there's one thing that still remains, and that is thanksgiving. So the Lord gave me a scripture, Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. This is a time to rejoice. This is a time to really try thanksgiving. As you all know, I've come through a period of COVID myself, and uh, you know, the hospital experience was the first time for me in 61 years, nearly 62 years, can you imagine? And what an experience. But I held on to the Word of God during that period of time. You know, there were times that I felt so weak that I could not pray for myself. And thank you for each and every one of you that prayed for me during that period. I so appreciate it. Holding on to the Word of God, like, like holding on to a piece of driftwood uh, when the ship has gone down. And that's all you have. There were many scriptures that the Lord uh, gave me, but one that stood out for me and that I clung to for my very dear life was Psalm 118, verse 17. And it says, I shall not die. I shall not die. Listen, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I held on to that. And when I felt like I could not go on anymore, I would do two things. Rejoice and say, God, you will not let me go down. I shall not die, but live and declare the works or the glory of the Lord. As a matter of fact, this whole Psalm 118 is just such an amazing, amazing psalm. There's a missionary by the name of Henry Frost. He was uh, working in, uh, in China, and one day he received very bad and indeed very sad news from home. And he said, I got a great blessing one day in China concerning this whole thing of giving thanks. When this news came, he said, I tried praying, but I just became more and more discouraged. Now, that sounds strange, but you know, sometimes we pray, and the answer does not come immediately, and it can be very discouraging. He also said, I encouraged myself to endure, but the darkness only deepened. And then he was sent to the inland mission, and as he walked into that mission station, he was greeted with two words on the wall, and the words said, try thanksgiving. My dear brother and sister, in that moment, his whole life changed, and he said, I'm going to try it. And when he tried it, he said, in a moment, every shadow disappeared, never to return again. In that hospital bed, it is, it is so traumatic sometimes, and those that have been through this will understand. You're so traumatized, and, and everything is so strange, but there's one thing you can do in the midst of your storm, and that's hold on to the Word of God and give Him thanks. The psalmist was right when he said in Psalm 107 verse 1, It is a good thing to give thanks 
unto the Lord. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. No matter how bad it goes, we can always and should always and must always try thanksgiving. There in that hospital bed, I made a conscious decision and I said, my God, no matter what happens, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to thank you. I'm going to lift up my hands. And I did. And that was the moment when things started to turn for me. Have you tried giving thanks? That's my challenge to you today. Was it easy? No. Were there times of anxiety? Definitely. Did the devil afterwards try with anxiety? Yes, he did. Did he try to bring me to a point of depression? Yes, he did. But God held me close and said to me, remember that I'm a good God. I'm a faithful God and my faithfulness endures forever. And I lifted my hands again and I could give God thanks in the midst of my storm. Maybe you find yourself in a storm today. Maybe you find yourself in a place that you say, my God, I don't even know what to do anymore. Try thanksgiving. It will work for you. The word for joy is in its root connected to the following words. Cheerfulness, calm delight, character, and listen to this one, grace. Grace, character, calm delight, and cheerfulness are all connected to this beautiful word called joy. I've never used the words, I'm grateful, uh, so many times as in the last few weeks since I actually uh, came home. I am so grateful. Listen to me. I'm even grateful for the cold front. I'm grateful for the sunshine. I'm grateful for every breath. And let me tell you, there was a moment in this past journey of mine that, oh, I shouted to the Lord and people looked at me funny. And you could only breathe like this shallow, I should say. I can't even say this deep when you have COVID pneumonia. You, you can only breathe very shallow. But there came a moment that I took a breath and it went right down to my diaphragm. And that moment that I took that deep breath, I lifted my hands and I shouted hallelujah. Thanksgiving opened the door out of a hospital. Thanksgiving will open a door for you out of your circumstances, out of your prison that you might find yourself in. I'm grateful for every breath. I'm grateful for my family and for my friends. I'm grateful even for my pets, for my car, for my house, for my colleagues, for my work. Oh, I am grateful. Have you adopted an attitude of gratitude? And have you said thank you to the Lord enough? You know, I had to repent because often I would find myself in this place. Uh, oh Lord, I wish that this day would just be over. Maybe there's something in the day that is unpleasant. I wish that would, it, it would just be over. Maybe I would say, oh, I can't wait for it to be weekend. I had to repent because listen to me, every day that God gives us is a gift from his hand. Every breath is a gift from God. And we should celebrate every breath. We should celebrate every gift. We should celebrate every breakthrough. I say to you, every day, I am in contact with people that are in the deepest of darkest places and I celebrate with them 
every little bit of good news. Don't focus so much on the negative. Begin to focus on the positive and try thanksgiving. Have you ever thought about the word thank? Thank you, thank. What does thank mean? It comes from the old English, thought or think. So when I thank God, I actually think good thoughts about his gifts and his blessings. Isn't that beautiful? Never thought about the word thank in that sense ever. Just say thank you. But it means thinking good thoughts. In the Afrikaans, it even comes through, and pardon me, all the English people, but dankie en dank. Ek dank oor die goedheid van God. Isn't that beautiful? So you know, we always use these words, and we say that we're grateful. What does it mean to be grateful? It means I have feelings or I show appreciation for something that God has done for me. The word praise is another one. We use the word praise, but what does praise really mean? It means I set a price on something. I attach value to something. Oh, these two words blessed me. Thank, which comes from think and thought, and then praise, which comes from to put a price to something. So normally the word thank has got something to do with the gift and the blessings, and praise has got something to do with the giver. We must make this distinction. I often think even in our praise and worship and in our singing and, and thanksgiving, we should think this is thanksgiving for the gifts and this is praise to the giver. Oh, hallelujah. Try thanksgiving. It works for you. While I was in that hospital on the bed, I celebrated every little breakthrough. When that little oximeter went into the 90s, I gave God praise. Because if you do not know how hard it is to get it out of the red into the green or the yellow, and you can say, oh God, you have given me a breakthrough here. Every time I said, what shall I render the Lord for all his benefits? What will I give to God for all the good things that he gave to me? Psalm 116 verse 12. Oh, his mercy, his grace, his faithfulness is still available for all of us today. Lamentations 3 verse 22 and 23 is still true. It says, through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not, never, ever. Lamentations 3 verse 23, they are new every single morning. Oh, hallelujah. Great is your faithfulness. And then the answer comes in verse 13 of Psalm 116. It says, I will receive the cup of salvation. Child of God, everything that Jesus ever was about to do, he already did for you on the cross of Calvary. There's nothing more he will do for you except be your advocate but everything he's done is included in the salvation package, if I can call it that, that he provided for us on the cross. My healing, my peace, my provision, my breakthroughs, my sanity, everything was provided by him for us on the cross. What must I do? I must accept it. I must embrace it. 
God is not merely a God, uh, or uh, God is not a God that needs our gifts, I should say. God is not a God that is needy. He needs nothing, but He yearns for and longs for our uh, fellowship with Him. And what else can you do but praise Him? You know, I've got children, and my children taught me this. It is the most wonderful thing when I come home and they say to me, Oh, Daddy, thank you. I don't want it and I don't need it, but how I appreciate it when my children say thank you. How I appreciate it if my wife says thank you. If a colleague or a friend or anybody says thank you. I don't need it, but it makes me feel valued. And that is what it is all about. To illustrate this, there's this little story that I picked up on in one of the books I read, and it blessed me, and I want to relate it to you. You know, an old man and his son in Greece sat on the harbor wall, and they were busy catching fish. A visitor walked by. He was just a tourist, and he, he saw this young boy sitting there with his father, and he actually took a picture of them because it was such a beautiful picture of these two sitting there. But he noticed on the boy's jacket right here was a badge uh, attached to his jacket. He's a collector of badges, and he instantaneously saw that this was a very, very rare and indeed, a priceless badge that this little boy had just here attached to his jacket. He asked the fisherman, would you please ask your son if he would sell me the badge? The fisherman asked the son. He couldn't speak English. So the son answered his father, and his father answered this man and said, no, he's not interested. He just sat there staring ahead of him. The man said, I'll pay you for it. Oh, the fisherman's eyes lit up, and he thought, money, money, you know, I'm poor and I can have something, but the boy would not. Eventually, the man took out his, his wallet and his checkbook, and he said, here, whatever you ask of me, I will pay you whatever you want for this. Of course, the fisherman was out of himself with, with just joy, and he, he tried to convince his son to make a long story short. Eventually, as he gave up and this man started walking away, the fisherman called him, and in his hand he had the badge. And he held out the badge like this. And the man said to him, Why now give me this badge? And he said, The son told me to say the following. If you love something so much that it is priceless to you, you can never sell it. You can only give it away as a sacrificial act of love. Please receive it. I want nothing. Oh, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believe in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh, we've got to embrace and receive and accept the finished work of the cross. Thankfulness is a decision. Jesus demonstrated it. In John 11, we read the story of Lazarus. And here we have Mary and Martha calling for Jesus. Jesus, your friend is dying. Please come quickly. We want you to save him from death. 
And we see that Jesus arrives at the point where Lazarus is dead for four days already. Oh, child of God, there's a lesson here. Jesus is still in control. God is still in control. The Holy Spirit is still with you. We see here in verse 41 of John 11, and they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and he said, Father, I thank you, listen to this, that you have heard me. Not will hear me, not is hearing me, but have heard me. In other words, Jesus thanked his father for a miracle that had not taken place yet. In advance, he thanked him. There are so many other examples where Jesus, faithful Jesus, spoke a word and the miracles came. But he thanked God first. And then in verse 43, we see his command. He commands Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus comes out and the rest of the story you know. This is such a strange order of events. This is so upside down. But then in fact, we have an upside down kingdom, so to speak. If you want to go up and you want to be high in life, you have to learn to serve first. If you want financial blessings, you first have to give. If you want forgiveness, you first have to forgive. It's like an upside-down kingdom. Why not try thanksgiving first and then receive your miracle that you trust God for? This thanksgiving precedes the miracle. We see in the Bible so often that we thank God before the miracles arrive. We thank Him before the provision arrives. We thank Him before we, the healing arrives. We thank Him before the battle is won. And Je Jehoshaphat is such a beautiful example in 2 Chronicles chapter number 20, verse 1. What a beautiful story. And I want to just show you some highlights. We see King Jehoshaphat surrounded by warring uh, factions, armies uh, coming against him. But the children of God trusted him. And this verse, I want you to find it, to highlight it in your Bible, to, to make a copy of it, a photocopy, and put it on your fridge or mirror or somewhere where you can see it. The faith that was released by the children of God in 2 Chronicles 20 verse 9 is, I think I can say, mind-blowing. They said, Whenever we are faced with any calamity, this is the children of God speaking, and we should speak like this. Whenever we are faced with any calamity, such as war, plague, this COVID thing, or famine, listen, we can come and stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. And listen to the confidence. And we can cry out to you to save us. And you will hear us and rescue us. Hallelujah. What confidence. What trust. Jehoshaphat, of course, understood it. And Jehaziel, he was a Levite from the tribe and descendant of Asaph or rather descendant of Asaph, and he said, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 15, Listen, king, and listen, people. This is what the Lord says you must do. 
Listen, child of God, do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. These things coming against you today that you see with your eyes. All these whisperings of the devil. For the battle is not yours, but God's. All you have to do is the following. Oh, you don't even have to fight. And then take your positions, verse 17. Stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you. Verse 21. And the king said to the people, Oh, listen. And he appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising Him for His holy splendor. This is what they sang. He even tells us what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. This, his faithful love endures forever. If you believe that the faithful love of God for you endures forever, child of God, if you believe His mercies are new every morning, if you believe that God will help you and carry you and provide for you your miracle, you too can thank Him in advance. It worked for me. I came out of that hospital and I remember as they pushed me out of the COVID ward, it was one of the most emotional moments of my life. I was rejoicing God, but not shouting and singing and some things like that, making a big noise. I was just so grateful. Tears were running down my cheeks. And as far as I walked, people were clapping. It was so overwhelming. Your breakthrough will come if you too can try Thanksgiving. Second Chronicles chapter number 20, verse 22. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of the enemy to start fighting amongst themselves. Oh, today there is confusion loosed in the camp of the enemy. Just begin to praise Him wherever you are. Oh, I get so excited. But that means you have to Trust Him first. Psalm 37, verse 3 to 5. Oh, some of my foundation scriptures in my life. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and listen, feed on His faithfulness. Verse 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord. You will hear Saturday mornings, I cannot help myself, but first asking people to delight themselves in the Lord. And He shall give you the desires of your heart. I release it by faith for you. It's a promise in Jesus' name. And verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Oh, these are promises for you, dear child of God. Delight Him, praise Him, thank Him. Thanksgiving is a powerful weapon. If you unleash it against the works of the devil, he's got no answer for it because it does not make sense to praise God in, for, and always in some of these circumstances. But you have to be sincere when you praise Him. You know, often I, I see and I hear people reciting the most beautiful poems, but there's no sincerity in it. I sometimes see praise and worship 
bands and teams and whatever. And it's professionally beautiful. And I'm not saying anything. Uh, um, our band, of course, is amazing with us because you won't know it. But sometimes here behind the scenes, these people go on their knees and they praise God and tears are flowing over their cheeks. But I want to say to you, when I watch in general out there, you can see a performance and you can see sincere worship. Thank God for the teams that are sincere in their worship when tears flow over their cheeks. And I want to tell you, did I not cry tears of joy in this last period of time? And don't call me something funny. Jesus wept even in that chapter uh, that I just read now on Lazarus. The steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. Psalm 100, what a beautiful psalm. The psalm of thanksgiving. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Verse 2 of Psalm 100. Serve, and under, underline the word, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Verse 3. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Verse 4. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. And where do you find yourself then? Right at the Holy of Holies. We've got to learn to enter with thanksgiving and then praise. First, thanking God for the gifts and then praising God for who He is, and then stand in the holy of holies. And then comes verse 5. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. Where would we be without the mercy and the grace of God? And His truth endures forever. Do you realize how much you have to be thankful for? I want to just briefly tell you. If you have a roof over your head, a vehicle to drive, and food in your fridge. You are one of the 87% of the wealthiest people in the entire world. Do you know that if you've got money in your pocket, in your wallet, or in your purse, and you have got maybe a few spare rand in the bank, you are amongst 8% of the wealthiest people in the world. Do you know that most of us eat more food per day than most other people will have in a month? Imagine having 350 rand, which the grant gives from the government, and thank God for that. Imagine 350 rand. What can you do with that? If you've got a bed to sleep on, and you've got a pillow and blankets, you are more blessed than the millions that sleep on a floor. You know, we gave our domestic and our gardener when this cold snap was uh, forecast by the, by the weather bureau. We gave them each a warm water bottle, just a rubber warm water bottle, a plastic one. You know these, a varamsak. We gave it to our people. Do you know how they came back? Oh, Maruti, how wonderful. Thank you. We've never slept so warm in all our days. They never had a warm water bottle. 
Oh, and there are so many other points that we can thank God for. Do you know our closets at home are filled with clothes? We have more clothes in our closet than most people will earn in a lifetime. If you woke up this morning with more health in your body than sickness, you are so blessed. You're more blessed than the million people that won't survive this week. One can go on. Have you realized how blessed you are and how much you have to be grateful for? And yes, you can say to me, but pastor, you don't know the, the difficulty that I'm facing. And I want to say at this very point, my heart goes out to those that have lost loved ones during this period of time. Oh, trust me, many people around us have gone to be with the Lord. How many did we have to say goodbye to? Yes, the recovery rate is still there. But if you've lost a loved one, that loved one left a void in, in your heart. And we tell you we understand. A brother of mine here at work, and I asked his permission to share this. A colleague of mine, and actually, in fact, he lost his wife who was also a colleague. And it, it, it was just such devastation when this happened. And this brother one day said to me, Pastor, it is so hard when I walk into the church, because he works here. He says, it's like, I'm actually scared I'm going to see her somewhere, or, or I expect to see her. He says, it's like I feel she's going to walk into my office any moment. But God replaced, listen to me, that heartache in one moment with a scripture that he gave him. Psalm 139 verse 16. He came into the office one morning with his Bible open and with his face radiant. And he said, Pastor, just look what God gave me. And I could see that there was healing in his heart. And this is what the scripture says in Psalm 139. You saw me before I was born and scheduled each day of my life, scheduled each day of my life before I even began to breathe. And this is the sentence that helped him. Every day was recorded in your book. He took such comfort that he knew that every day that God measured off for his wife until the moment that she went to be with the Lord was measured off in his book. Child of God, you today might be in a place where you even blame God. I don't know. You find yourself in a place that your trust has been shattered. You find yourself in a place that you don't know how you will go forward. I want to encourage you with a scripture. We will never die before our time is up. It cannot happen before God is the author and the finisher of our lives. You know, in First uh, Thessalonians, we read in closing a very interesting scripture. And this is something that really, really uh, blessed me. It's the story of Corrie ten Boom and her sister Betsy. In Ravensbrück there in the Second World War, they found themselves in a barracks where it was so difficult to live. And the place on top of it was infested with fleas. Thousands and thousands of fleas. They were bitten all over their bodies. And Betsy said to her sister, Corrie, 
Listen, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, in closing it says, In, in everything, give, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks in everything. Now we know that later on in the word in Ephesians, we also see that for everything give thanks. But I just want to tell you why this is important. You might find yourself in a place where you say, Pastor Tienz, you have no idea how difficult this is for me. But this is the testimony of Corey and Betsy Ten Boom. They lived there in that barracks. And listen, for months they could praise God and do Bible studies and lead people to the Lord amongst the fleas. And they gave thanks in all these circumstances. The crux of the whole thing is this. All the other barracks around them had no fleas. And the soldiers pestered and abused and went on with the people in those barracks. But they stayed clear, hallelujah, of the flea-infested barracks because they hated fleas. Maybe today you have to begin to thank God even for the fleas in your life. You understand what I mean. Child of God, He inhabits the praises of His people. Try thanksgiving and see how God will come into your circumstances and take the place on the throne that you've created with the thanksgiving to the God of all gods, our God. In Jesus' name, I thank Him now. Father, we lift up our hands. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor. We lift up the name of Jesus. Come and take your place on our throne as they now worship afterwards, O oh God. And the most beautiful song that I've asked them to play out with. Oh God, I pray that this will be the day of breakthroughs. Even when we thank you in the midst of our storm, the shackles will come off. The whale will just vomit us up. The fleas will be there to keep the enemy away if necessary. But your name will be glorified. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. And right there where you are, you can shout hallelujah. Bless you all. Have a fantastic rest of the day. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.